1: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: This is Paul Hawksby. And
2: Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show. Now, a man we've often spoken to on the phone over in New York around the Nathan's Hot Dogs World hot dog eating championships on July it's the 4th every dogs, year. There. It's a lot of hot dogs. <laughs> I like hot dogs. I know, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> came in the studio. He's he in did. the UK yeah. because they're having a big event down on the south coast and they're going to choose a British competitor for the big one on July the 4th in Coney Island. Great opportunity. Year. Yeah. So we spoke to him and one of the competitors. Uh, Rupert and Lizzie were on fine form. Uh, Rupert is at his scatological worst, as is often the case, talking about his hanging kebab. <laughs> Get the idea with that. Um, <laughs> so we'll bring you some of that. We had a chat. We did. And Martin Kellner had a weaker sport on TV. That should do you. Here it all is. It is five minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, yeah, good afternoon, Paul. And I watched quite a
3: bit of athletics last night. So seen did I. It. I yeah. was watching it. Yeah, I haven't seen. And I'm uh, lucky for GB's Matt Hudson-Smith. It was a great race. I really enjoyed mm. it. And I was thinking, I'd forgotten how much I used to love athletics. Yeah. It was live sport when I was growing up before doping. And I was thinking, <laughs> seeing how much I really loved it. And then I think it was Steve Cram or somebody said, that mentioned this woman hurdler coming back from a four-year ban and producing her best times. And I was thinking that brought me back to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, that might have a reason why I went off of it, but there look there's some good stuff going on, exciting stuff going on, and we got the 200 meter mm. men's tonight, haven't we? It's Arnell Hughes. Yeah, good luck to him. And Dina Ashersmith's in the 200. So uh, yeah, I think I'll be checking that out myself. Um, so we yeah, we're just getting uh, confirmation that Andre Santos has gone on loan to Nottingham Forest from Chelsea. Now, I know it's frustrating, but tell the Forest fans what they're getting. because Well, the- I've only seen him, I've only going on what Tim
3: Vickery has said, and I've seen him in pre-season. So he looked very good. Mm. And I just don't understand this, the whole recruitment at Chelsea. I don't get it. I don't get what they're doing. They've signed this bloke who's a great under-20 Uh, player in the World Championships there. He's a top prospect. Mm -hmm. They've blocked his pathway by buying three other defensive midfielders. Why have they done that?
2: Well, do they feel that they're more ready than he is, which is why they've set him out on loan? He
3: looked quite ready. He seemed obviously ready enough for Forrest. He looked quite ready in the pre-season. And Lavier isn't even going to be fit for about six weeks, I gather. And... uh, I just don't get it. I don't get what they're doing. Caicedo, I'm fine with, but I do not understand Lavia. I mean, there's this headline this morning, and I understand that a lot of clubs are interested in Ive and Tony, Spurs amongst them, and Chelsea have talked about him, mm. but they want 80 million. Yeah. Well, how much better value is AEC, 80 million for him, than Caicedo for 115 million? Yeah, just- proven
2: goal score in the Premier Look, League. It
3: might turn out all right, it mm. might be fine in the end, but my fear is that The way they've put this team together, they're not giving Poch much of a chance. And if it does go slightly wrong, which it could do, you know, there have
2: been good signs, but there also Mm. were, in the second half last week, bad signs. I think Poch is talking a lot of sense. He said today um, about strikers. He Mm. said, if you bring in a player that is not fit or needs to adapt, maybe you spend the same time waiting for Brojean, Kunku or... or, uh, Carney he says, "Then you're going to create a mess in the squad." You know what he means. You can't go out I, and sign no, no, somebody else when you got players no, no, just round the I corner. I get
3: that, and Kunku, you know, but we'll be out till Christmas, and they do need more creativity. They need it. Just doesn't make any sense, and I just don't want the situation in six weeks or eight weeks' time where Chelsea are struggling and they decide to fire Pochettino mm. when what they oh. should be firing is the two blokes would, in recruitment. And we'll that's let, what they should be firing. So I'm not happy about it, but we'll, we'll see. It's, it's early days. have been, I was very optimistic
2: going into the season,
3: and hmm. hopefully we'll see what happens.
2: We're going to talk uh, football, Stan Collymore, he'll be joining us a little bit later on, will have a false panel as well, we'll get you involved in that. A couple of things to get you involved in today. Uh, the day you refused to quit, Ruby Rubiales of course, as, uh, they all thought he was going to stand up there and resign. I am not resigning, he said, I am not resigning, I'm not going anywhere. I yeah. think ultimately he probably will. Yeah, he will. I'm sure Queen Latifah will step in according to Andy <laughs> and, and sort it out, a, a R&B artiste. Um, but... <laughs> Um, we did wonder about the day. It's quite an infamous story on Goal magazine from where we worked there. Um, we had a, a, a picture editor and uh, money was a bit tight on the magazine. He was coming in five days a week. He was very good at his job, but I just mm. couldn't afford him for five days a week. Mm. So I sat him down and had a conversation. I said, I don't like doing this, but mm. um, we, we, we're we're going to have to cut you down to three days a week and he sort of took it on the oh, chin same as when you sacked me
4: yeah <laughs> <laughs> he
3: took
2: it took it <laughs> <on> three days <laughs> that's right you so I yeah, thought yeah okay fine I thought okay well that's never a nice thing to no. do you don't want to cut someone's money but you know I, I had a budget and I had to stick to it edit it in the magazine mm. so a couple of weeks in I thought oh, you know that thing where you do like a James Finderson from the uh <laughs> double films double take the man with the tash and I thought, is he still coming in five days a week? <laughs> and he was. He was basically just coming in as if I wouldn't notice. Yeah, same. <laughs> so he refused to quit. I mean, some of it's a bit more bullish, as we've seen with Rubiales, or, or maybe it's just by stealth. But um, the day you refused to quit or had an employee that would, and how did that manifest itself? Mm. Do let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com, text 81089 or tweet to TSHNJ. And um, it's been an up. Uh, take and we we'll maybe touch on this mm. with Todd later on. Travel lodges are doing very well out of all the big outdoor gigs that have been taking place around the country. Because oh, really? people heading to a different part of the country mm. and they go and they get a nice cheap hotel for the night, Go at their local travel lodge. Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, all these artists are on the road playing a normal mm. domes or at big outdoor stadiums. They're all so travel lodge. You had a bit. A sort of upturn Well, Taylor Swift's been staying at travel now? no she's not been staying there but people who go and see oh, her oh I see sorry people who go and see her so oh. she likes I'm, a nice comfy bed I'm sure she would Yeah, I'm sure she'd love all that in her own tea making facilities and all that sort of I mean, eight quid breakfast in the morning she'd love all that wouldn't she, she? Does, yeah. and I've seen evidence I saw evidence of this in the, in the state and I just thought sometimes like Swifties they would have descended went to wherever she was playing she was playing mm. in Newcastle imagine you just go up in Newcastle you're staying there mm. on business or you're having an overnight and you think why is this full of people in all their Taylor Swift gear? I went to the States. I was in, uh, went with a family. We were in Chicago. We just checked into this hotel in Chicago and it was full of sort of people in their uh, 50s mm. in uh, Hawaiian shirts. So, I mean, hundreds of them. Wow. Just a sea of them, all these big sort of uh, esky things they were taking out to a. And I, I, I said to the person, what's going on? What's all this about? And they mm. said, it's, um, it's the Margarita Fest, Jimmy Buffett. Remember the song Marguerite Neville? Oh right, okay, yeah. But now he has his own festivals, and then one on, and it was just this sea of people. What food do they serve? (laughs) (laughs) Mainly pizzas. Drink wise is quite limited as well, really. But I had a a taste of this recently when I went on my uh, youngest lad's stag and we did the infamous Otley Run in Leeds. We were staying in a travel lodge in Mm. Leeds. Uh, one of them. And uh, we came back to the hotel about one in the morning. I was you know, I'd been at it since about eleven o'clock. It was slightly worse for wear Slightly, yeah. And we sat and but the bar was still open, so it's rude not to, isn't it? Oh, so we just had one more a nightcap. <laughs> yes. And we sat there and there was this sea of um Ollie Mers fans. Ollie had just played in Leeds. So there was just this sea, and me and my mate Steve and a couple of the other guys we were just sort of sitting down, you know, with like, hand over one eye, unable to kind of focus or anything, like having a right old state, really. And there was these three or four sort of women, I do in their sort of 40s, mm. came over and they were sort of sitting down near us, and they had the Ollie Mers tops on, and yeah. one of the guys started chatting to them, and they said, Oh, he knows Ollie Mers," and they all looked at me, and I said... Yeah, I've met Ollie a few times. He's a lovely lad, you know. He's a really nice bloke, and, uh, and, I, and they I said he's been a guest on on, the, on our radio show, and they're just looking at me as if say, "You liar!" You know, just had liar written all over said, their face. You can't be drunk and work for Talksport, <laughs> Marlin. Anyway, and the point the point I make is this: Have you ever been at the hotel when it was taken over by people and you didn't know what the heck was going on? Talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089 or tweet to uh, tsh and Rich Shea's going to join us in the first hour. He's live in the studio. He's over from New York. Uh, big event uh, down in Celsea on the south coast. The winner yeah. of this event will go to the Nathan's uh, Hot Dog Eating Championships, the World Championships, Coney Island, what a next prize. July the 4th. Incredible. We'll chat to one of the competitors. We'll go uh, racing, we'll set the scene. But first, as you're aware, our own Simon Jordan had a chat with Mike uh, Dean, the former Premier League ref, who admitted that uh, he didn't call the infamous Cucurella Romero pull in the Chelsea Tottenham game because he didn't want to... Caused more problems for his mate, Anthony Taylor. Oh, dear Man, well done, done to Simon a, for getting the interview. What, an what an mission! Was he, what was he thinking? Well, look at the knock-on effect of that, because I've got horrible feeling that one one of your players could get sawn off tomorrow because of it. That's the way it tends to work in the world of refereeing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Mark Howells is going to join us, former Premier League ref with his take on that. Uh, we'll have clips of the week for you later on. As we said, people who took over the hotel... Um, and also refusing to quit. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, if you listen to the show, you'll recall a couple of years ago I had a little bucket list trip. To Coney Island on yeah, the July yeah. the 4th to watch the World Hot Dog Eating Championships. Watch the master, Joey Chestnut, uh, in action. And of course, he was triumphant once again. Um, and uh, there were there was a British competitor in there, uh, a competitive eater mm. from Leeds that we'll find out more about in a moment. But this weekend, down in Selsey, there is an event that is a kind of prelim, really, to get you mm. into the uh, World Hot Dog Eating Championships, uh, the Nathans, in. Coney Island, on July the 4th next year. And joining us now, the president of Major League Eating... Rich Shay, Rich, good afternoon. Hey,
4: good afternoon. Lovely to be here in beautiful London on yeah. a sunny day. Weather's not too bad. Hopefully yeah. it'll be nice all down on the bad, south yeah. coast
2: tomorrow. So is this the first time you've done something like this in the UK?
4: Yeah, we've had contests in the UK before, and we we go all around the world. In fact, we just did a three-event series in, in uh, Bangkok, Thailand. But this is the first time with Nathan's Famous that we've, we've done. We qu- do qualifiers. We've been to Japan and other countries. Primarily, they're in the US. So we qualify champions to compete in the fourth, as you referenced. And yes, this is the first... First time on British soil to do a Nathan's Famous hot dog eating contest sanctioned by Major League Eating. Have you imported the hot dogs? The hot dogs are imported from the U.S. Yes, wow. you can. Uh, apparently, there's a Nathan's Famous uh, at the resort at Seal Cove, the uh, Seal Bay. I'm sorry, it's a Cove Resort, and uh, so yeah, that's why we're here as well.
2: Wow. Ah. So, are all the people that competing tomorrow kind of known competitive eaters?
4: The balance of them, uh, well, I'd say it's a split. You mm-hmm. know? So we do have um, uh, Max from here in London. He's a he's top-ranked eater in, in the U.K. along with uh, Adam Moran. Um, That's the your man from Leeds, yeah. isn't he? So yeah. he's not competing. He's, uh, oddly, he's in the U.S. I believe he's competing in our uh, Buffalo Wing Eating Championship in Buffalo. So <laughs> lucky for Max and the others. And then we have uh, the balance of the eaters are from the U.K. Uh, we have a guy from uh, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia, and also a guy from the Czech Republic. Well, the, the interesting thing is that on the face of it, you'd imagine you've got to be quite a big guy to do this. But that's not the case. Joey Chestnut, Sonia. The uh, Black, Thomas, Black Widow, Thomas. They're, yeah. they're quite small people. So you mentioned Black Widow. In the old days, when when George and I first started Major League Eating, we did go for those, what we would call like a buffet buster, thick set guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would we were literally starting this league. We would be in malls in Florida, you know, in front of a, a shopping center and saying, you sir, you, you know, do you love your country? <laughs> you know, go to Coney Island on the 4th of July. And I, and the sir that I was pointing at was always a heavy guy. Mm-hmm. And then the transition did happen. And about, about when Sonia came in in 2003, very slow woman um you know and 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 she actually ate 48 dozen oysters in one and one eight minute period <laughs> she was the one of the greatest female eaters of all time yes she's very slight joey chestnut he's he's taller than me he's not a, he's not super lean but he's a he's a fit guy and and most of our competitors now they, they look more like you'd see him in the x games you know yeah
2: mickey sudo's not but you're the, the, the women's champion. Yeah, yeah that's right so uh, things have changed let's bring in max stanford you mentioned max here, uh-huh. one of our top competitive eaters he's going to join us now hey max Hi, how's it going? Yeah, good. Are you nervous about tomorrow? with fasting? I I take it you've never competed at uh, Nathan's uh, on the 4th of July before, have you?
5: No, no. I've watched it for many, many years, but Mm -hmm. no, I've never competed. So I thought it was a great opportunity to, yeah, because it's coming to the UK to to maybe have a a go. But I've never done hot dog before. It's a very specific technique uh, and you have to get very good, I think, over a couple of years. So it's my first outing. Hopefully I'll be all right. But yeah, we'll see. Have you been training for it? I have. I have been training, um, but it's very difficult to get the Nathan's hot dogs because we have pork hot dogs over here and mm. Nathan's are, um, beef and they're, they've they got casing on them. So they're actually quite difficult to, to eat. So, yeah, so I've been practicing a little bit, but probably not with the right dogs.
2: Rich, uh, Ch- um, Max, he mentions the technique there. And the technique really is to dunk the buns in water, to soften the buns, isn't it? And then eat the sausages. Yes.
5: Yeah, so we
4: allow a five second. We have a five second dunk rule. So most of the, the pro eaters will break the hot dog and bun in half. And they will often separate meat from bun. So they, they dunk the bun quickly, put it in their mouth, and that facilitates the swallowing process. But we have to be careful that there's no flotsam and jetsam in the, uh, in <laughs> yeah. the dunk cups. Because it will count against you. It's yeah. chill.
3: I think one of the great successes of this whole thing is the way it's covered on TV. Oh. Because they, you treat it like a real sport. It is a I, real real sport, sport. I know you think that. <laughs> but, but because you treat it
4: that way, it comes across that way, and it's so exciting. Yeah, Yeah, you know, and the eaters have to be credited because they actually, and when I said, you know, back, you know, 25 years ago, it hadn't we gave it the trappings of sport and I think it was a mm. it's it's the the most mm. inherent sport to men, but now with these trappings, that was a little bit of a of a of a play to, to bring it into what we consider you know, give it a structure of sport. And now if you look at these athletes like Max and Joey Chestnut and the guy Ronnie Hartman, the American who's coming in, they, they do train, they study tape just like any other athlete. So it's a physical and a mental game.
2: The record I was in that, Max, and now you're getting on. I'll take it you've been watching the Master Joey Chestnut in action. Seventy six Is his record? I mean, can you tell us how how you've done in 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 the ten minutes in your practice? Yeah, I'm not
5: I'm not doing anything like that. So, kind of (laughs) Of a rookie, (laughs) a rookie that kind of comes out, even if they're quite good now. I've seen does between probably about twenty to thirty. So, I think that's quite a good goal, maybe twenty five, something like that. I don't know if that will get me the champion. Mm what do you think rich
4: is that a winning score tomorrow you think i think first of all max enjoy it and pace yourself it's your first you know real nathan's contest but yeah i think you know if you look at ronnie hartman who's coming in from america uh and he hopes to go home with the, with the title and in, in, from celsius uh his personal best is 27 however he only ate 16 on the 4th of july and basically placed in the very bottom of the of the mm. field so and that's one of the reasons he's coming over here he was so disappointed with his performance so you know, does he redouble efforts? You know, I, I think you have a very good shot, Max. Mm. Well, uh, what's sorry, Paul? What's Jerry Chestnut's secret, though? I mean, how does he do it? It's just,
3: it's <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, he always looks so ill after the contest.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like a marathon runner. You know, he's, yeah. not, he's not that fresh after ten minutes. So this year we got we had a little rain delay and uh, it took him off his game. He ate sixty-two. Mm. His personal best is seventy-six. Mm. And I've watched this obviously closely for a long time. I don't know how he does it. It's the capacity is what it is. Yeah. You know, these other guys will say that they have the Skill they have the they have the rhythm and the motion down, but it's the capacity.
2: He is a superstar. I mean, one of the great joys of, of the event is your brother George's. He yes. is the he's the kind of ringmaster for this, the announcer, yeah. and yeah. the build up that he gives Joey is is legendary, it's isn't fantastic. it? Go and check it out. If you, I, we did play it to you when I got back a couple of years ago. It is. Just masterful but All the competitors stuff. are into.
3: He was the world lobster champion. Yeah, you know, yeah. Sort of
2: it's great. Well, is your th- really- just Max. One of the your things is Frosties. Uh, yeah, you had uh, thirty-three bowls of Frosties. So I mean, this is very yeah. different. Hot dogs It's a different discipline, isn't it?
5: It is. Yeah, I've done. and I've done things like a hundred and three Jaffa cakes in three minutes. So I'm I'm yes. quite fast. I'd say that off the things, but contests that I've done before have been very short. I've only ever entered like one major league eating event, and that was 10 minutes. And and 10 minutes is a slog. That's what's impressive about Joey. He keeps consistent and keeps eating through the whole 10 minutes. You think that that's not that long, but in comparative eating, three you kind of hit your kind of max at like three or four minutes. And then from then on six to 10 minutes, you, you it's really a struggle to eat because you, mm. you've got to have that stamina. Like people said, and people say, it's not a sport and things like that, but you have to train in the gym, you know, to be fit to do this. And then you have to train with the food as well. And it's, it really does take it out of you. It honestly does. Rich, you, you I mean, I, I, having been to the
2: event and watched it over the years as Andy has on TV. No one's getting close to Joey. They get close-ish to Joey, but mm-hmm. he's still
4: the GOAT. And, you you know, you can only keep this up for so long. He's slightly worried that there's no one coming through? We have a couple of younger guys. Um, you're right, though. When it comes to hot dogs, Joey, I think part of it is he intimidates the other eaters. Mm. Um, we've had eaters eat north of 62, which Joey won with this year, but no one matched it. Um, you know, you've got Jeff, Jeff Esper, an American. He's quite good. He beats Joey on the road. Let's say if we're out, out in L.A. at a... A donut eating contest, he can beat them. Uh They just can't seem to match him on the fourth. But I'm not worried. We always are harvesting new talent. Perhaps we'll we'll uncover a yeah. British a British superstar in Max tomorrow.
3: Fantastic. One, one final thing for me because I couldn't find the TV coverage in Britain this year, which was really quite mm. disappointing. I don't know what happened. Normally, it's always been on BT or now mm-hmm. TNT. Was that is that something that you're addressing? Because I, I certainly the fans will over here love
4: it. Yeah, I certainly will. I didn't. You know, I think you can stream, but getting it on the actual screen mm, in your yeah. in your living room. Uh, so we need to talk to ESPN about that we actually we were the highest rated show on the 4th of July across all ESPN networks wow well
2: uh, Max we wish you well tomorrow Again, uh, good uh, luck uh, yeah, hope shit, it hey. goes well we're going to we'll bring people the
4: results on uh, Monday you, when are you flying back Rich? Uh, so I'm going down to the, the cove today after this uh, in in Seal Bay so it's Chelsea West Sussex and then I'm coming uh, back for the bank holiday so Sunday night Monday I'll be in beautiful London one of my favourite towns and I just get to kick around solo
2: fantastic yeah. and um yeah, we will bring people the results. Actually, we're back on Tuesday, so we'll let yeah, we'll you know. send you a note. Yeah. yeah, do let us know what happened, and can people come along and watch? Absolutely,
4: tomorrow? it's free to the public. It's at a place called the White Horse in, uh, in in the Cove Resort at Seal Bay, so people certainly can come and are encouraged to do so. Excellent. you are
2: bound to see a lot of pictures, I'm sure, and coverage over the weekend. But said, so we will bring you the results next week. Rich, good to see you. Thanks hey, thanks, for thanks so in. much.
4: Lovely to be here in person.
2: There we are, the president of Major League Eating, Rich Shea. There, go and check it out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to head to York. It's uh, day three yes. of the Ebor Festival, and Rupert Reddell and Lizzie Kelly are back to call the racing for us. Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Another nice picture of uh, your breakfast this morning, Rupert. I'm sure it's <laughs> delicious. It does, again, look like someone's just sat on it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it it's, it's some kind of, I take it, it's some kind of hammy Benedict thing you've got it, going was, on there. It was egg Benedict, but forget food. Mm. You always like to know when you're on tour with people. Well, this morning, first thing I heard today from Lizzie is I went to bed with my uh, Matthew McConaughey in my ear. Oh, OK. With that app. <laughs> Going whatever you do, I, I can't do the impersonation. But no. obviously, she goes to bed with Matthew McConaughey when she's away from home. Finds it a very calming experience. <laughs> is this? Oh, the way is, I know is,
3: that thing. Yes. Uh,
2: th- what is it, Lizzie? What does he there's do? There's
1: a calm... You know the, the app calm. Um, mm. They normally have like sort of mm. rainfall or yeah. some other soothing sounds. where
3: they've just. They've also got sort of various celebrities with very yeah. good voices reading sort of adult bedtime stories. <laughs> I, often, I often find... The Rupert
2: could do that. Well, see, I often find if I'm looking to get a good night's sleep, I, I listen to one of Rupert's commentaries. They send me straight <laughs> off. Fantastic. <bit laughs>
1: yeah. uh, how many nightmares do you have? Yeah, that's
2: true. I wake oh, up in the middle of the should. night thinking about hanging <laughs> kebabs. Look at that. <laughs> hanging, I'm just seeing a picture of the hanging kebab. It's yeah. a remarkable item. I've, I've yeah. Had, I've had, yeah, this is what I pictured. I went to a restaurant where they did have these they are they're a beautiful thing yeah yeah yep. and i couldn't get all of it because um lizzie wanted a nibble up <laughs> on my hanging kebab <laughs> sorry oh it's just <laughs> I a, think,
3: it's I deliberate isn't I've it
1: just quit. Yeah,
2: yeah i think go go, go
1: home <laughs> this is like I've a spanish quit. fa
2: honestly this <laughs> has got the P b45 in her hand it's fine <laughs> Anyway, lots more to come. Just very quickly, you've been telling us about who was in the hotel when you were there. They were saying a, a, mm. this travel lodge doing very, very well out of all the big uh, uh, gigs from the stars, Taylor Swift, Harry Styles, etc. At the moment, um, so you, you get a lot of those fans in the hotel. You can turn up sometimes and think, where have all these people come from? What's going on? Uh, Mark from Leeds says uh, I was with my beautiful fiance for a romantic weekend in Whitby, North Yorkshire, lovely part of the world. Very much. So. Little did I know it was Goth weekend. Needless to say, we won't be going Not back Darren again Goff. on that one. Not Darren Goff weekend. <laughs> that would be that be good, wouldn't it? it would. a bowling machine outside. Um, for you and a friend from Gatwick. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, it was Goff weekend. And, uh, yeah, so you can keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to enter the world of sport on TV, as always, with the king of overnights, weekends, brackets, um, and uh, squad number nine. I'm going to get Paul Ross on me back.
6: Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, Yes, good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, boys. You all right? Yeah, we're not
2: too bad. So what's it been like out there in the world of sport on TV? Have you had rich pickings?
6: Uh, reasonably rich pickings. I watched the uh, the program that you mentioned last week, Andy, uh, Grow Another Foot, mm. which is this Channel 4 documentary with uh, Adam Hills. Mm. Um, and Basically, uh, in the uh, recent Rugby League World Cup, they had, uh, as well as the Wheelchair World Cup, the Women's World Cup, the Men's World Cup, they had the Physical Disability Rugby League World Cup, so the PDRL mm. World Cup, and Adam Hills took part in it. Now, It's a sort of, it's become uh, almost like a cliche, getting people who aren't very good at something to do it and then do a documentary about it on the telly. We've got that thing with uh, Maisie Adams and Catherine Ryan on Mm. Sky, which I think is not very good, to be (laughs) honest. Um, But, you know, it's often a very weak format. Oh, let's send Jane McDonald over to Japan and see if she can (laughs) sumo-wrestle (laughs) how they're doing this week. I'd watch it. Well, yeah, maybe maybe that's the exception. (laughs) but this show is is great you know because adam hills really goes into it full time and uh, you know and he's really serious about it he puts on the green and gold of uh, australia he's got a choice because of residency because he's been here so long mm. he could he could have played for uh, for the england uh, rugby league physical disability team but chose to put on the green and gold and play for australia clearly a much weaker team, they were beaten in their three uh, in their three matches. Um, but he does, I mean, it's, it's very well made. You know, they've got a big crew over in Australia, a big crew over here. It doesn't look cheap, it looks good. And uh, and he worked so hard on it, and he's a very, he's a good broadcaster, he's a funny guy, and uh, he did a lot of work in, in promoting hmm. this physical disability, disability rugby league, which is very, you know, a, a lot of people sort of uh, pay lip service towards di- diversity and all that but this is somebody actually doing it and um sean briscoe who he, who's his mate at warrington he do, you know he does a bit of work with the mm. warrington physical physical disability team as well says to him you know you put on the shirt you put on the national shirt and you you know you've got the pride you grow another foot and mm. he said well that would be an anatomical miracle <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if i could do that and uh and he's, it's great it's a it's a really good show it's a round for just another fortnight i think on okay. uh, channel 4 so uh, mm, well worth uh, well worth streaming okay yeah, good stuff good. now
2: the the behind the scenes amazon prime latest features on uh, newcastle united you you took a look did you martin
6: I did take a look at that. And, you know, I've come to the conclusion I really, really do not want to see any more access all areas, <laughs> fly on the wall documentaries in a football club. I mean, with Newcastle, you've, got the, you've always got the suspicion that there's sports washing going on. And, um, you know, they tell us, obviously, during the program, we get lots of interviews with Amanda Staveley and uh, Yassir Al Rumayan. Uh, and, you know, they tell us there's uh, no, it's not, nothing to do with sports washing so that's all right then <laughs> and uh the program's narrate, narrated by alan shearer yeah. and i just thought to myself how much sort of sports washy can you get than mm. getting uh you know a newcastle legend i mean he's not a great narrator well, he's not you know, he's, he's a footballer and a football pundit. Mm. He's, but, you know, he's... My view is that to get it narrated by Alan Shearer, you're doing a very decent voiceover guy out of a job, yeah. you know. Until you start getting a voiceover, you know, you go around the booths of uh, Soho and get a voiceover man to play, well, play uh, centre from big from
2: brother where well, you want Marcus Bentley I would really. imagine <laughs> yeah if, if, yes. but you'd have to do it in that style yeah. you know There <laughs> <man. Yeah, living laughs> too. <it at laughs> I mean it would have yeah. gone it might have got a bit much or, or and at slash or deck or both yeah. of them together doing it collectively
6: <laughs> absolutely well I found it dull to be honest oh, okay. you know yeah. I, I found it exactly as I thought it would, you know I think that um, we've seen the Arsenal program you know there were some yeah. good bits in that quite enjoyed that we've seen the manchester city program the barcelona they've just too many i think it's gone mm. too far and uh I, unless you really care about Newcastle and obviously if you do you'll you Yeah, watch you'll love it. it. I mean I completely
2: yeah. love the Tottenham one but I've I've not watched many of the others. Yeah. I've sort of dipped in and out of them but I've got no skin in the game Martin so it's no. slightly different really.
6: Precisely. However, Although I did
2: enjoy the Burnley one because which, mm. which I felt felt Burnley a, one a little well, bit less sort of curated yeah, the Chelsea one. Yeah, that be X certificate. Yeah. <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> be a so the, the Burnley the Burnley one has got a bit of an edge to it and a, and a yes, different sort definitely. of thing which I did enjoy so.
6: Well, absolutely and and yeah I mean the as I said the last couple of weeks, the thing about the Burnley one is these guys are Mormons, you know. So you've got this sort of faith aspect of mm. it as well. Um, and uh, but you know, the Burnley takeover is a bit more interesting, I think, than the Newcastle takeover, which yeah. is either whichever way you look. I think at the it, nature
2: like of that. the of the the Amazon Prime documentaries and that includes the you know the Spurs one is that they are a bit sanitised because the, you oh, know, the yeah. club the club yeah. have a hand in yeah. it. They only put out what they want to put out within reason they'll they'll push it so far but they've ultimately it feels like they've ultimately got control so yeah. that's that's the issue isn't it really
6: it certainly is and if i'm steering non-geordies away from uh, amazon prime and we are newcastle united i'll steer you back for calvin phillips the road to city mm. which is uh, an excellent documentary i think it's, it's excellent because of calvin phillips himself Clearly, this is make-or-break season, isn't it? This is a season that he's got to establish himself uh, as a Manchester City player. Mm. And he's, um, he's a Leeds legend... Uh, and there's a in the centre of Leeds. There's um, there's a big picture of him on the side of a building, mm. or as his sister calls it, there's a big muriel of him. <laughs> <in> the, <laughs> the, Hilda Ogden, beautiful yes. after all
2: these years. Yeah.
6: yeah, but bless him, you know, and all his family and everything. And he's uh, I mean, he's had such a difficult upbringing. Mm. His father's been in and out of prison, and is currently in prison. And the the, um, the climax of the uh, I think it's actually only one episode, but the climax is he goes to visit his dad in prison that's clearly affecting him. his mum did two jobs she worked in a you know a big sort of warehouse and then in the evening she went to work in a pizza shop so he's largely brought up by his grandmother interesting the pizza shop she used to work in mm. uh when I used to live in Headingley I used to go there quite a lot oh. um it's quite good quite a good pizza I won't mention the name but well,
2: um, I mean why not I'm sure the so Calvin the- family would be pleased
6: Harpo's. Oh, Very okay. Good. It is. Yeah, in Harpo's. Headingley, Okay. In Headingley, Yeah, it's not a bad pizza shop. Anyways, so it's uh,
3: <laughs> that's free pizzas for you, Gary. Yeah.
6: It? Yeah, yeah. Bless you. <laughs> um, yeah. So his uh, so his mum was working so hard. He was brought up largely by his gran. Um, Signs with a new agent. It's a bit sort of Broadway, Danny Rose. There, so he goes to a, a big new agency, mm. um, which I'm sure you're familiar with the uh, with the agency. He's in a city centre flat in uh, in Manchester. Mm. gives his um, he, he gives his place in Leeds to his mum. Mm. And his mum is trying to work out whether, she says, I can't cope with all the gadgets here. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, comes out the classic quote, the fricking lasagna's burnt. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, it's full of lovely, and Lucy Ward is great. She's the Leeds United Welfare officer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I ended this, uh, this programme thinks myself, well, I do hope, it works for him, mm. and then he really makes it. At that
2: yeah, city. he does come across as a good land, doesn't he? I
6: think he yeah. he's yeah. totally, he felt that. It's totally.
3: He's really. not getting a look in, and he hasn't so far this season. So yeah, do well, I
6: think he, you know, hopefully, the you know, he gets over the injuries, and he will, he will get a look in. I mean, yeah, but he will player. be, yeah, he's a good player. And uh, you think with the with the history of uh, Pep Guardiola making good players slightly better and making good players fit into whatever he wants to do at City. Um, that this is the season maybe that will happen for Calvin Phillips. Mm. But, you know, he signs all the autographs. He's, uh, he walks his little dogs around the city centre of Manchester and everything. And like I say, he's a legend um, this side of the Penn as yeah. well. When he came back from, uh, uh, from after the World Cup, he came back from New York where he'd been holidaying um and pep guardiola said he came back over white wait you remember that mm,
2: yeah
6: uh and w- yeah and when they uh, when city went to leeds and he's warming up on the touchline and the leeds fans are singing you're too fat to play for leeds <laughs> Uh, they, he turned round, a big smile and a big wave, and I thought, "Well, that's the kind of guy he is." And yeah. uh, it comes over in this documentary, well worth watching. Sounds Calvin good fez. on Amazon yeah. Prime. Yeah. The Amazon Prime, City, yeah.
2: Calvin. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You're back tonight, Martin. I think are you back tonight? One AM, yeah. One AM, okay. <laughs> okay. Through the night, all the uh, yeah, all sorts of <laughs> stuff goes on. All
6: sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we'll pre- preview the boxing, obviously. And all of
2: that course, well. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheers, uh, Martin. We we'll catch up with you next week. No worries. Speak soon. There we are, slightly earlier than usual. Martin Kellner's weakest Sport on TV. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded uh, today. Uh, myself and Andy are taking the bank holiday Monday off. Yes. Uh, Shabana and Dean Saunders are with you on Monday. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, yep. You'll be here on Tuesday, won't you? I'm here on Tuesday, yeah. Ma- Charlie's Wednesday. We're having a bit of a mix and yeah, match next know, week. But, and yeah. Friday. will be a Tuesday. Plenty to get stuck into, I'm sure. Uh, have a great bank holiday weekend. I uh, do hope you can join us on Tuesday. If not, as always, the podcast will be available around 4 o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby & Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear
6: the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport.
4: Small details are big surfaces? Tight corners or odd shapes? Flat, rounded, textured or tall? Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven
0: coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much.